Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. It's March 20th and it is a Monday morning. So you know what that means. You have a choice. Are you going to make the best out of this week? Or are you going to choose to just have a bad attitude this week? But if you are going to choose to make the best out of this week, that means that you need to get connected to the Word of God and you need to stay connected to the Word of God daily. And I hope this podcast can help you do that as we go and do a devotional daily here this month through the book of Proverbs. So let's get into our text today, Proverbs chapter 20. And Proverbs chapter 20 says this, Wine is a mocker, a strong drink is a brawler. And whoever is led astray by it is not wise. The wrath of the king is like a roaring of a lion. Whoever provokes him to anger sins against his own life. It is honorable for a man to stop striving, since any fool can start a quarrel. The lazy man will not plow because of winter. He will beg during harvest and have nothing. Counsel in the heart of a man is like a deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Most men will proclaim each his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? The righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. A king who sits on the throne of judgment scatters all evil with his eyes. Who can say, I have made my heart clean, I am pure from my sin, diverse weights and a diverse measures, they are both alike an abomination to the Lord. Even a child is known by his deeds, whether what he does is pure and right. The, the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Do not love sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes, and you will be satisfied with bread. It is good for nothing, cries the buyer. But when he has gone away, then he boasts. There is gold in a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are precious, are a precious jewel. Take the garment of one who is surety for a stranger, and hold it as a pledge when it is for a seductress. Bread gained by deceit is sweet to a man. But afterward, his mouth will be filled with gravel. Plans are established by counsel. By wise counsel, wage war. He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with one who flatters with his lips. Whoever curses his father or mother, his lamp will be put out into darkness. An inheritance gained hastily at the beginning will not be blessed. At the end... Do not say, I will recompense evil. Wait for the Lord, and he will save you. Diverse weights are an abomination to the Lord, and dishonest scales are not good. A man's steps are of the Lord. How then can a man understand his own way? It is a snare for a man to devote rashly something as holy, and afterward reconsider his vows. A wise king sifts out the wicked and brings the threshing wheel over them. The spirit of the man is a lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of the heart. Mercy and truth preserve the king, and by loving kindness he upholds his throne. The glory of young men is their strength, and the splendor of old men is their gray head. Blows that hurt cleanse away evil, as do stripes the inner depths of the heart. 
Wow, there is an awful lot in this chapter, a lot that we could dive into. But but I want to start in verse 5, and I really want to start with this idea of learn to think. You need to learn to think. And in verse 5, it says this, "'Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out.'" Now, this is interesting. This is really an interesting thing when we consider our culture today. See, because our culture today really doesn't stop and think. We are constantly being entertained or constantly being amused. And what does amusement mean? Well, awe, that's the, the, the prefix there of no or, or none or not there, you know, that idea of no. And then muse to think, no thinking meant. That's what amusement is. And so many people just live their life completely amused all the time. They're never stopping and thinking. They're not going and setting time aside to just think. And this is one of the best disciplines that you can have is to stop and to think. In fact, you you know, we need to think on specific things. Uh, We need to think on Scripture. Psalm chapter 1 tells us this. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands who have sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He meditates. He thinks on the law of God. You know, one of the greatest tricks, I believe, of Satan what was that we needed entertainment and amusement all the time. And and I mean, think about it. We have entertainment and amusement, most of us, at our fingertips through our phones, right, that are constantly there with us. And we're constantly going and looking at the amusement, constantly going there and being connected into a screen. And oftentimes what ends up happening is that we don't think and then we're not trained to think and we haven't gone and searched out a matter, or is what this verse put, how this verse, put, verse puts it, excuse me, is that we haven't drawn it out. We haven't drawn it out. We haven't gone to the next level. We haven't sought out the deep truth. You need to go in to seek out the deep truth of Scripture. There is so much in Scripture. But how much time do you really spend stopping and thinking on anything, let alone Scripture? Or are you just kind of sucked into a screen most of the time? That's what most people are sucked into, the screen. In fact, it's less than eight hours a day. The average American has time that they're not sucked into a screen or sleeping. That's kind of bizarre to think about because that doesn't count, you know, eating. It doesn't count, you know, going to the bathroom. That doesn't count, well, I guess perhaps you're on the... (laughs) on your phone or whatnot in the bathroom, but it doesn't go into this whole idea of just stopping and thinking because, I mean, you, you realize you probably have a job in there at some point too. But you need to stop and you need to learn to think. It's a spiritual discipline and you need to be disciplined to think and to think specifically on Scripture. And if you want to be a person of understanding, a wise person, you need to draw it out. You need to go and to find that counsel of the heart, what you really should be doing in life, what you really should be doing with the matter, and you ought to draw it out by going and thinking on it. But that means you need to put time and set time aside to really think on things. The second thing that I want us to look at here this morning is in verse 11. And this is a simple truth, one that's found all throughout Scripture, and it is, by their fruits you will know them. 
by their fruits, you'll know them. I mean, Jesus tells us that, right? He goes and he tells you, uh, a good tree produces good fruit, a bad tree produces bad fruit, and by their fruits, you'll know them. Well, this is essentially the same truth here that's being taught in verse 11 when it says this, even a child is known by his deeds, whether what he does is pure and right. Even a child will be known by his deeds. You know, so many times people get sucked into this whole idea where where they find somebody and that person has done terrible things. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about in the past where they've had time to repent and they've they've changed their life and, and whatnot. That's not what I'm talking about. But we go and we look at somebody who we see a pattern of their life and there's clearly no repentance there. But instead of going in realizing that, hey, that's who their inner being is because that's what they're doing. And by their fruit, you will know them. We end up coming and saying like, well, but you know, they just have a good heart. You know, they've really got a good heart. You know, they've just been misguided. Well, they might be misguided, but that means their heart is on that misguided path. It doesn't mean that their heart stayed back in good, innocent place while their body went down the misguided path. No, their heart went right along with them. That's the problem. See, you'll know them by their fruit. Now, this puts it in the positive way, which is interesting because we normally don't think about it so much in the positive way. A lot of times we use it as a warning in the negative way, but Jesus puts it both in the positive and in the negative. And we need to go to remember the positive way as well. Even a child is known by his deeds. What are people doing? Your actions matter. I, I, you know, I don't know that I can say that enough. Your actions matter because your actions prove what part of your doctrinal statement you actually believe. Your actions prove where your heart is. Your fruit reveals what's on the inside. Whether his deed is pure and right. Pure and right. Do we go looking for people who are doing pure and right things and praise them for it? because then we know they have a pure and right heart. We ought to. We ought to go searching for those positive things. We ought to find them. We ought to praise people for them, and we ought to trust those people, seek to promote those people, seek to go and to get behind those kind of people. This is such an important thing that we realize that it is by their fruit you will know them. You know, often circumstances, when you go and you actually get to see people's actions, we, we see those circumstances and it's like hot water and then going and putting a tea bag into that hot water. What ends up happening is that the, the, the water reveals, or in our cases, the circumstances reveals what's on the inside of that tea bag or what's on the inside of our heart. That's what ends up happening. And so when you go and then all of a sudden, when you see that action that's brought out by often that hot water or those difficult circumstances, then we can go and see what's really on the inside. So when you see somebody in the midst of a trial, in the midst of a difficult situation, in the midst of of a hot water type situation, that's when you really see who that person is and by their fruit, you will know them. And if it is pure and if it is righteousness that comes out, you need to go and stop and get behind that person. And of course, if it is evil and wickedness, you need to stop and think twice about going and joining up with them. That's for sure. You need to stay away from that kind of a person or confront that kind of a person, depending on what kind of a relationship you have. But you need to look, you need to watch, you need to observe, and you need to understand that people's actions matter. Your actions matter. 
Now I want to go over just a few financial principles that are in this chapter, and these aren't every financial principle that's in this chapter. There's actually quite a bit in this chapter, but I do want to go over verse 16 and also verse 21. And in verse 16, it says this, Take the garment of one who is surety for a stranger and hold it as a pledge when it is for a seductress. And then verse 21 says this, An inheritance gained hastily at the beginning will not be blessed at the end. Now, in the first one in verse 16, it's it's kind of an interesting thing here because it's not going and saying, hey, let's let's promote going and paying for a seductress. Okay, that's not what it's going and saying. It's it's painting a financial principle here. And that is, is that if there is a stranger or maybe even somebody that you know, but they're not of high character, it is absolutely vital that you get the down payment when you're going and making a financial deal with them, that you go and you get the earnest, that you're not going to go and just say, when they say, hey, I'll, I'll pay you later, you know, I got an IOU, and I mean, hey, that paycheck's coming in next week, if you can just forward me the money, it, it'll all be good. Well, if it's a stranger or somebody that you know is not of good character, let me tell you, don't do it. Don't do it. What ends up happening? What ends up happening? Well, what ends up happening is that you're going to get burnt. That's the reality of it is that you're going to get burnt. Now, we, we need to be loving towards people. There's no doubt about that. We're commanded to be loving towards people, but we need to love them with all knowledge and discernment. In fact, we need to, to love, it says in Philippians chapter 1, and, and our love needs to abound in knowledge and discernment. Now, I remember listening to J. Vernon McGee preach on this, the old preacher who preached through the Bible, um, and actually, I wasn't listening to a sermon on this. I was reading this commentary now that I think about it. Uh, but it was in Philippians 1, and he told this story of somebody who came uh, to church and, you know, they, they they came forward and they got saved and they told this this great story, or at least, you know, they said they got saved. Uh, they responded to the altar call, all that kind of a thing. And afterwards, you know, after they led to the Lord, they said, you know, uh, is there anything we can do for you? And they said, well, actually there is. You know, I'm having trouble paying my rent and I, and I don't have any food for groceries or anything like that. And, and, and so they went and they, they gave the person some money. Well, they didn't see him the next week. They didn't see him the next week after that. But then that next week after that, the third week removed, they did see him, but not in person. They saw his face in the paper. He'd been going around to all the churches and been scamming them going forward and getting saved every week. Uh, and asking them for money, right? And asking them for money. And it was then that J. Vernon McGee realized that, of course, we do need to love those around us, but our love needs to abound in all knowledge and discernment. There are financial principles that you need to put into play to go and to protect yourself. And one of them is, is that if you're, uh, you know, doing a financial deal with somebody who you don't know or somebody that you know doesn't have great moral character— you, you can't just go and give them an IOU. You can't just go and let them say, well, yeah, you can pay me later. No, they need to pay you up front. They need to go and to put that deposit down. They need to go and to give that pledge. They need to put that earnest. They need to have that down payment there, whatever it might be. You need to go and to wait for them to actually deliver on the finances. Otherwise, you're going to get burnt. That's just a nugget of wisdom right there. Then in verse 21, we need to understand that God blesses work and don't always seek the easy path when it comes to finances. An inheritance gained hastily at the beginning will not be blessed at the end. 
See, there's so many people who, instead of wanting to go into invest in the labor, going in building infrastructure, going in putting in the, the time that it takes to build something, they say, look, I just want the money right away. I just, I, I just want this right away. And of course, you think of the prodigal son. That's exactly what he said. Look, give me my money. Give me my money right away. Give me my inheritance. And then what happened? Well, his life ended up in destruction where he was eaten out of the hog trough, right? It wasn't blessed in the end. Now, he ended up being blessed because he repented, but the inheritance wasn't blessed. The money that he got was not blessed. It was, it, it was went in one hand and right out the other, right? It, it just was gone in a moment. And so you need to not be afraid of work. You need to stick to work. You need to put the time in and you need to build like you're supposed to. Don't just go in to seek the easiest path. Seek the right path. Carefully build, especially when it comes to finances. Carefully build. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, and 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Battle!